Hi, I'm Mags. I'm Joe. And I'm Zan. And we're the Three Whining Witches. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and follow and give us a five-star rating. Also, please share this podcast to those who you think might enjoy our content. Welcome back, witches. Hi. Hello. So tell me how it went. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was very pleasant. We had that cold front that came in, saved the day. We ate a lot of food. I ate a lot of food. I ate a lot of food. Had a lot of wine. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And uh, vodka. <laughs> what a and, mix. And uh, beer. <laughs> we had a little bit of everything. <laughs> a lot of everything. And, and froze. Nachos. Nachos, pizza, pizza, unknowingly vegan grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> what the hell? No. It was a hot. I mean, anyway. Also, there was music there. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I will say the Foo Fighters were the best out of the entire weekend. Yes. Old people could still rock. Oh, the show. Still young in my book. It was a good show. It was a very good show. I mean, it was kind of like, they have like all these years of good hits. Yeah, all hit, hits. hit music. It's yeah. not like he's playing a song that you don't know. Everybody knows every song. Right, exactly. Kind of like when uh, Paul McCartney played like every song, everybody knew. Mm-hmm. Right. I kind of felt that it was uh, 30 Seconds to Mars that was playing. Like, oh my God, 30 Seconds to Mars. It was okay, brutal. The, the initial, yes, it was great. He like jumped from the top of the stage. He did like a little bungee thing. And, like, the first, I don't know, I would say five songs uh-huh. went well. But then I would say, like, a good, I don't know, two-thirds through, people started leaving in waves. Aww. Yeah. In waves. Is that Jared Leto's? Yeah. Yeah. Really, I would have stayed there. Well, they, oh. they, like, once he played his major hit, yeah, The Kill is, you know, that That's was, like, everybody's ready Because everybody wants to go Everywhere to else. the next act. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they want to get a good spot. So you leave early. And so, like, they were just going, they were leaving in waves. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. You could, he could not, not have noticed. Right. Right. Anyway, that's all. <laughs> and then this weekend, getting back to soccer with me. That's oh, it. how fun. That's it. Yeah. Stella. Lots of cleaning for me. Oh. I, yeah. sh- I should do that. <laughs> I should. I just don't know that I want to. We were, we we're supposed to go to a corn maze, but I don't know if that's happening or not because Georgia got sick. So mm. I know. Also, it's gonna be hot. So yeah, that's uh, true. I saw because mom told me about it. I was like, oh, here in town? Oh uh, no, it's like near Robstown. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the Rock and K maze. Oh, that's cool. Let's start with our Insta question of the week. The story of Prithian began with the tipping of a. It's supposed to be cauldron. <laughs> but oh sorry i only had six answers well actually seven but two of them answered with cows mm-hmm. you know i was actually thinking about that but then somebody got to it before me because i'm like texas you know <laughs> and then we have the story of Prithian began with the tipping of a stripper yeah baby <laughs> and it began with the tipping of a hooker uh sex worker <laughs> And it began with the tipping of a teapot. That one's kind of cute. And it began with the tipping of a peen, but just the tip. (laughs) That was me. (laughs) How do we know? Mm. 
And it began with the tipping of a waitress. And that's all for the, the Instagram. What do we have from TikTok, Zen? From TikTok, it says, The story of Prithian began with the tipping of a cow. Tipping I of think, a... I think everybody likes that cow. Yeah, <laughs> waiter. A scripper. Papa Archeron's cane. <laughs> yeah, baby. And I'm not sure what these other ones mean, because one says, More is in love with Azriel. The other one is Rissand was in love with Amran. And Cassian tried to fall in love with Lucian. <laughs> Which I'm not mad at that last one. That's funny. I mean, that's um, interesting, I'll say. But yeah. So the first wine of the night is San Antonio Winery Imperial Red Reserve, California Semi Sweet. It actually won the American Winery of the Year in 2018. Ooh. The Riboli family, American winery. I don't know what that means. Whatever. So our last episode ended with Farah and the clan deciding that they need to go to get the collagen now, right? Yes. So chapter 61. Hours later, Farah is wearing the most steel she's ever worn. Blades in her boots, inside her pockets, and even an Illyrian blade down her back. She stood in the foyer with more Reese. <laughs> I put ass. <laughs> Dang it, that's because I did prefer it. As in Cassian. Cassian. Okay, in two different pockets were the halves of the Book of Breathings, one of them speaking to her in a taunt. She had read the spell she was supposed to say, but never aloud. Amon warns Farah that the cauldron was powerful, and if the spell did not work, she needed to leave. Moore spreads out her arms. She was going to winnow Farah to Highburn. Cass and Reese would winnow with Azrael. Reese is showing some hesitation in Mori for his mate, and Cassian vows to protect Farah with his wife. With his wife, me. <laughs> <laughs> with his life. Azrael bows and does the same. Moore tells Roxanne she knows her orders, and before Farrah could ask about them or even say goodbye, they leave. Mid-winnow, Cassian gets a hold of Farrah, and they can see Azriel ahead of them. They're, like, in the air, flying. Right. That's my sound effect. <laughs> they were in Highburn, where it was dark and no lights burned. Cassian tells Farrah that he's been there before, twice. Both times he couldn't wait to leave. There was an overwhelming sense of nothingness about the place. Cassian points out the castle, a bone-white colored thing. More will be waiting for them at the closest entrance to the lower levels. Because they, they figured the cauldron was at the lower levels. Right. So have you ever felt complete dread when going somewhere? And did you do everything you could to leave? So I was in San Antonio one time and I needed to put gas in my car. And we weren't in the greatest neighborhood. Mm. So we stopped to put gas. And there was like a lot of gangsters around. So they were gangsters and those are not your people anymore? No, not anymore. But these were hardcore real gangsters, not like these ones. Mm. <laughs> no, but anyway, you could tell that they were hardcore and I wanted to So did you get steal the gas? There. I had to. Okay. But I was like holding on to the steering wheel. You should have just made, drive with, off with without Charlie. Charlie? <laughs> oh, you should have made Charlie push you and be like, we're going to the next one, bitch. <laughs> No, you wanted to work out, right? There you go. Here's your chance. Zan, how about you? Any place that you've, re like, just dreaded going? Well, if you count an old job I used to have, yeah. 
Oh, I have one of those too. If you've ever had to work somewhere you really, really didn't like, you have like that visceral, your body reacts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of like something that actually I have had a long time, like even going to school, like Mm -hmm. in the morning, Mm -hmm. I knew I couldn't have any kind of caffeine because if I did, I knew I would, I would vomit. Shit. Oh. Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Possibly. But like my stomach will get upset. But I previously had a job and I just... When I would get to the front door, I just, it, my body would just be like, <gasps> that, would, that happened to me, mm-hmm. my second job, my second career job, because I had worked at the hospital for mm-hmm. seven years and I loved it and I got along with so many people. And then I went to a place where I had no friends and oh. people were very cold to me and like they wouldn't let me in. Mm-hmm. I only had that job for six months because I was not going to take it for yeah. very much longer. Right. And I hate going. And for somebody who likes their job, you know, to hate going to work, it sucks. Yeah. So I I did leave that as soon as I could. And they even tried to, like, pay me more. And I was like, no, (laughs) you cannot make me stay here. I hate it. What about any creepy places? Like, have you ever been creeped out by somewhere? Oh, I would love it. No. When I was in high school, I worked for Fruit and Salad Express. Do you remember that one? No. It's where El Dorado is right now. Yes, Mm. I know where that is. Okay. That building was said to be like a club back in the day, and somebody got shot and killed in there. Ooh. Well, the light would turn off in the back where the freezer was all the time, and you would always hear like a cough, but no. nobody was there. No. Mm. Yeah, so we hated being alone in there. Oh. Okay, so I work in a on a campus, mm-hmm. and I work out of a building that is su- supposedly haunted mm-hmm. because the restroom sink would turn on by itself and we would go turn it off right and it would just turn on like they would tighten like they would close it real tight it is creepy but i kept on saying to myself oh it's because of the pressure it has to be because of the pressure (laughs) of the water (laughs) i will tell you one time i i i was scared shitless because it happened about a couple days apart where um a picture frame fell down and then a mirror fell down in my uh hallway uh-huh. But when I looked, I had used those kind of nails. They're the, they're more like tacks. They don't have a big head. Uh-huh. So it, whatever the wire had just fallen off. There wasn't a huge head to keep the wire on. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, oh my god, they're falling. It was my fault the way I put them on because I fixed the nail and it's never fallen down again. So, but I was scared. I was like, oh my god, it happened like two days in a row or something like that. Yeah. And I was just like, oh my god, I can't, I can't, I can't be here. But then when I, I did my investigation, it was like, nah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. could hear the book asking her to take it home. Yes, take me home, baby. Nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> when they land, Moore and Cassian give each other a longer-than-normal glance, and this has Feyre wondering what they've detected. Azriel, who had entered before them, appears outside the door with an ash knife covered in blood. He tells them the guards are down, and they need to hurry. Once inside... The cauldron seemed to tug at Feyre. Each time they reached a crossroads, Cass and Az would go out and come back with bloodied blades. Feyre does not feel bad for these guards' lives being taken. They had done such horrible things to resand. Feyre heads towards a dungeon, more by her side. They head toward a stairwell leading down. Feyre gets nauseated and she points to the stairs, telling them all that the cauldron is down there. Cassian heads down before the rest and whistles when it's safe to go down. In the middle of a round chamber, the cauldron sat upon a small dais. 
So, guys, <laughs> what do you think it smells like in this dungeon? Uh, it smells like old, Musty. wet. Yes. Yeah. Like, it's sewage. Nah. I, I think, it, you know, when Sewer. you... Yeah, exactly. Like, when you pass by that water treatment area, mm-hmm. you smell like that shit smell. <laughs> yeah. I bet you it smells like that. <laughs> it smells like old, laun- like, wet laundry that has not been put into the dryer for, like, two days. Ooh, who does that? When you Charlie. go when you when you go on a trip somewhere and you forgot that you washed something. So Chiquita's bedding hadn't been washed in a while and I washed it. I should have put some nice maybe another pod or something. Cause it stunk up my whole washing machine. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean it only took another wash for the smell to go you out. Put that but man, I was all it smells like dog up in this bee. You put some vinegar in there. Mm-hmm. Get that it was stink. bad. I, I need to wash her stuff more often. <laughs> oh. And that's because I normally have two sets like of things that she uses to sleep on. I used to get her the padded beds, but that that wiener <laughs> keeps on tearing apart and there's foam and that so wiener. now I just give her like blankets, an old fleece blanket, and then actually there's two different blankets and then these like huge pillowcases because they're actually thicker than an actual pillowcase it's like a little mm-hmm. bit cushion to it yeah so and i just change them out change them out but i hadn't well it she looks disgusting yeah she looks so unhappy with the change I know. no she looks very happy <laughs> she, <laughs> she loves her little bed area okay so we can go on to chapter 62 the cauldron was all darkness not life joy light or hope it was the size of a bathtub made of dark iron. Moore asks Farah to hurry. As she walks up to the cauldron, Azriel stops her and asks them all to listen. There was a throbbing, like a heartbeat. Farah moves toward it and lays a hand upon the lip. She felt pain and ecstasy and power and weakness flowing into her. She steps back and pulls the paper with the spell from her pocket. Farah had one hand on the book of breathings and the other on the cauldron. And she felt a jolt. So, have you ever been electrocuted? I have, sort of. A little bit, too. Yeah. Okay. So, like, when I was in middle school and we had these janky um, computers, they were set up on these metal desks. Uh And I'm pretty sure one of them was plugged into an outlet that was letting out more than it should have. And if you touched the desk, you could feel the jolts. You could, yeah, you could feel like your your hand getting numb. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it was electricity. <laughs> well, do you remember when Junior was taking those baths and getting a little bit of a in, in our house and on, where you where you currently live? Mm-hmm. And there was like something wasn't grounded, so there was electricity going through the shower. Oh crap! But, I felt that. It's electrifying. But not in the shower. Like, I, you know, like, you turn on the bath, and then you put your hand in there to, you know, see if it's hot or cold, and that's when I felt it. But oh, Junior had, in like, the water? Yeah. You felt it in the water? Yeah, it was in that's the water. Crazy. That's crazy. That's, Junior had a full-on shower in that electricity. Oh. I was just testing his body like this. I was like this, like, test, test. And he was all, sh- he's like, <laughs> muscle tension release. And like, his hair's growing His everywhere. hair has never gotten straight since then. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just totally kidding. Junior has totally naturally curly hair. (laughs) I had a laptop that gave me jolts of electricity whenever I type. But my brother got electrocuted at AEP. Mm -hmm. And he got a four-degree burn. Mm. And remember, his hand was nice and toasty. 
Maybe he deserved it. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know. My baby daddy has gotten Arnold electrocuted too. a couple times because yeah. Arnold will go upstairs and say he's gonna like oh or like install a ceiling fan, but not turn off the freaking power. He's oh like, my God. I can do it. I'm, I'm okay. He's like, oh, I, I got a little bit of a jolt. I'm like, are you I serious? Got a bit of jolt. <laughs> I'm like, is your life insurance updated? I know, right? <laughs> Who is your benefactor? Men. And so sometimes oh. he wants to do things like that when I'm not around. I'm like, what if you freaking die in the ceiling mm-hmm. and then I don't have to deal with getting you down? The smell. Oh. I have to show you a picture because <laughs> I have a picture of of my baby daddy on a tree limb what cutting the off the end of the tree limb that he's on. Mm. <laughs> What's wrong with these men? Yeah, men. <laughs> Dang. The book tells Farah that she sees what she must do. The book is trying to convince Farah to put it together. As she grabs both halves of the book, Moore calls her name in warning. Feyre? Moore is like, Feyre? What are you doing? What are you... What is you doing, girl? What are you doing? (laughs) I think the wine is hitting right now. (laughs) Yeah. A little bit. All the while, the book keeps speaking to her. Feyre thinks that, separately, the book did not have enough power to take on the cauldron, but... Together, the spell would work. She would become the book's master. Sure, Feyre. Sure. (laughs) No humility to be found in Mm Feyre at this moment. So, what do you think the book sounds like? I thought about this. It sounds like Smeagol. Oh! (laughs) My precious. (laughs) It totally does. crazy. Place me together. Like Morgan Freeman. Oh. I think you like Morgan Freeman because this isn't the first yeah. time you brought him up. The because voice. that's the only one I know that has a deep voice. Yeah. It's Smeagol, dude. You don't need a deep voice. Uh, who's Kiwi Herman? Who's, no. What? You know that 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 um that ghost on Harry Potter who cries moaning Myrtle. Oh. oh no. No, no, no. It would be it would be the voice of whoever voiced Garfield, oh. the cartoon. Date no. No. Jim Davis. Oh no, that's a creator, right? That's the creative, the artist, I think. No, it would be that funny voice that you, you that they have on TikTok that everybody uses. <laughs> Do you know what I'm, oh, I'm talking little, about? Like, uh, yeah, nasal sounding one. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's no, the voice. Stop it, stop totally. Dobby. Dobby. Oh, Dobby's voice. Dobby? No, it wouldn't be Dobby's voice. How can you pick Dobby over Smeagol? You know what? Who's the guy that uh, it, it it's uh, that Cumberbatch guy? Oh, the way he's the way his um, that dragon. The he's not a dragon. He's a is it a dragon? Warlock? No, no, he oh. is in Lord of the Rings, and oh. well, is he's he? the smog. He voices smog. Hmm. Sounds better the- like Smeagol. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yes. Anyway, tomatoes, tomatoes, right? I think, <laughs> I think that this wine would be really good if I had fully intended to sip it with pickles. Uh. Oh, I bet you it would be really good with pickles. You know what? It probably would actually. More lunged toward Feyre, but it was too late. One half of the book was laid upon the other. Feyre felt power ripple and buckle her bones. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the alliteration that got me. Sorry. The Pharaoh seems to have become one with the book and the cauldron. She keeps telling herself she will say the spell, but her lips do not move. Strong hands pulled Pharaoh away, and she saw Azriel shaking her, eyes wide. And then they hear steps coming from above. 
Farah feels something trickle down her lip and chin. It was blood. Her nose started bleeding. Ew. I mean, take your it's allergy salty. meds, man. <laughs> it's that mold, right, at the bottom? <laughs> that wet dungeon smell. Nasty. You know, like the bl- nose bleeding like that guy from the fifth element? <laughs> Gary that, Oldman. You mean that handsome guy in oh, Gary he's so Oldman? Gross. He's so gross. He... He was, he was all right back then. Okay? She's like that shiny half scalp. Oh. And the person who stepped into the room was human. His eyes were ones she recognized, or maybe just one of them. <laughs> it was Jurian who said to Feyre, stupid fool. The way I would have slapped that mofo. The other eye out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me slap your eyes out of your sockets. The second wine of the night is... Roscato Blueberry Semi-Sweet. Our second wine of the night is Italia Roscato Blueberry Semi-Sweet. Wine specialty with natural flavors. Chapter 63. As Jurian continues heading down the stairs, Vera feels Rizan Wino in next to her. And ever so sleek-like, he gets the book from Vera and puts it in his own pocket. Jurian and Rhysan make little quips toward one another about being a corpse versus boning <laughs> Amarantha the Great. Gross. Jurian looks to Moore and asks for Miriam. Moore tries to tell Jurian that she is dead and passed along with Draken, but he calls her a liar. Jurian, I cannot say these names. So the book was that small? Fit in your pocket? He had big pockets. What the hell? Rhysanda's. Were they hobbits? <laughs> no. <laughs> Durant, uh, Rissan had big pockets. Okay. Rissan's a big He man. wore jinkos. Rissan's <laughs> <laughs> no. a big fae, okay? He's a giant. Yes. Durian demands they say where they took Miriam. Moore tells him she took Miriam away from him to Prince Draken. They were mated and married the night Durian slaughtered Clithia. Feyre put her hands back on the cauldron, the other hand in Rissan's. They tried to winnow, but nothing happened. Jurian tells them he was sent as a distraction as the king worked his spell. They cannot leave the castle unless allowed to, or in pieces. Pharaoh sees Rhysan working his magic, but nothing happens. Jurian reminds Rhysan of Amaranthus stealing the king's book of spells to take his powers. Pharaoh feels her tether to the cauldron snap. She couldn't reach down the bond with Reese either. Jurian tells them all of the torture it was to see everything for the last 500 years and be unable to do anything. Reese tells him it couldn't have been that bad if he's now working for Amaranthus Master now. So what do you think it was like being stuck in a ring? Very claustrophobic. <clears throat> I think it was like I Dream of Genie or whatever where they're like stuck in the little lamp. <laughs> right, with a little couch. Yeah. I feel like she, he would have seen like some of the worst things Wait. and that would have not necessarily have been like killing right yeah or <laughs> the sexy times either I know, right it would have been amarantha pooping poopy oh nasty <laughs> it would have been amarantha douching or something <laughs> what is your problem it would have been like when amarantha is like i don't know <laughs> Like hiding a fart. <laughs> Taking out the book. <laughs> I would have lost my mind. I mean, he should have lost his mind, right? Mm-hmm. Then again, like, if you think about it, 
He was probably like mostly in a pocket, right? Or something. <laughs> it was a pocket pet. Like she was like probably, I don't know, like <laughs> on the chain. Oh no. You know what would have been the worst? Walking. Like, you know, when somebody uses their hands to walk. On vertigo. <laughs> yeah. Like the swinging back and forth. Nah, nah. <laughs> Brushing her teeth. He's just, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Oh, wiping her ass. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Okay. Reese turns himself and Feyre toward the exit, and that's when they see the King of Highburn descending the stairs. And before anyone could do anything... Jurian fires an ash bolt through Azrael's chest. This bolt was covered in bloodbane that traveled where the king willed it. So they were forced to follow the king upstairs. Cassian and Reese hauled Azrael up the stairs. The king led the way and he also made the cauldron disappear with the snap of his fingers. They neared a throne room which just reminds her of all she went through under the mountain. The king's throne was made of human bones brown and smooth with age. The king says aloud, Now that I've held up my end of the bargain, I expect you to uphold yours. And then Pharaoh sees Lucian and Tamlin stepping (gasps) into the light. (laughs) Question. Don't you just want to kill them, bitches? Yes. Uh, I was so shocked at this point in the book. I was like, oh my God. So what did you, did you want to kill him? Or was, I did. Like, did you lose a little bit of love for him? I did lose a little bit of love for Lucian. But then again, like, she did make him sound like a pitiful fool, mm-hmm. you know, at the end there. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think he was a what? witch with a B. Yeah. A little <gasps> one. Yeah, no, yeah, for sure. For yeah. so. Chapter 64. Oy. That's my mama. Pharaoh stares at Tamlin in the throne room with his bandolier of knives, Illyrian hunting blades. Tamlin also stared at Pharaoh, seeing the change in her, standing with her new family. Tamlin took another step toward Pharaoh, but Lucian stopped him. Tamlin finally answers the king to state he has his word. Pharaoh asks Tamlin what he's done. The king answers Pharaoh. Tamlin agreed that if he were to hand her over, the king could have his forces enter Prithian through his territory and then use it as a base while removing the wall. Tamlin held out a hand and called Feyre's name in order to go with him. The king then tells Feyre that she is to work for him once she's returned to her husband-to-be. Tamlin announces that he's taking Feyre home. So, have you ever had to work with someone you really didn't like? I, yeah, for sure. Oh, yes. And it yes. is so hard because I'm not really good at faking nice. <laughs> Me neither. Right. It's very hard. It's I, can't, very I just difficult. can't do it. I've gotten better at it, honestly. I, uh, that's one of the things I will say working in a bureaucracy that I have worked in for a very long time. That I have adjusted to. Mm. Maggie, yeah, I have a feeling you can say yes to this one. Yes. For sure. Yeah. But she left, so yeah. Oh, nice. It's peaceful now. Really? <laughs> I, I don't think we've gotten the updates. All you have to do is wait it out. No, I'm not talking about my boss. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Sorry. Well, that kind of is true for where I work, too, though. Like, if you, change is inevitable for wherever you work. And where I work at, 
all I have to do for something to change is just wait. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it usually usually does. You, Joe? Yeah, yeah, of course. At the hospital, we, oh my God, we went through a change of dietitians over and over and over. So there was always going to be a, some personalities that didn't mesh well. I mean, there was either four or five of us working mm-hmm. at the same time. So, and usually, actually, I think the entire time was all females, you know. Right. How yeah. that gets. Yeah. Yeah. Caddy. Yeah. But, but there's not that many people that I really dislike. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, you got to be especially heinous for me to really dislike you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same thing. So the king states another part of the deal for Jurian was for Risan to be dead and his friends revealed. Feyre tells Temtem that she isn't going anywhere with his shitty ass. <laughs> <laughs> But the king tells Pharaoh she will think differently once he completes the final part of the bargain. He's going to break the bond between Pharaoh and Resand. Pharaoh begs Tamlin not to do this. Tamlin tells Pharaoh that Resand used the bond to manipulate her. All those times he, Tam Tam, <laughs> spent away from her when she was still at the spring court was time he spent trying to find a way to break that bond and free her. Tamlin and Feyre continue to argue about returning home, and she notices that Rissand is barely breathing, barely moving. She realizes that he was trying to keep his scent, their mating bond, from becoming apparent. Oh, how does that smell? <laughs> it smells like... Coco Mademoiselle. Oh, that means I've it must. That. Yes, you have. You? That is yes. my I'm sister's. Like, you have smelled it for like the last fifteen years. That is my sister's favorite scent, by the way, yes. y'all. Yes. Yes. If you want to send it to me, my address is. The sugar. <laughs> Her Amazon yeah, wish list. she loves that scent, I and know. I love that scent on her. Honestly, um, have you? Okay, so that brings us to our our question. Have you ever had to hide a relationship? Don't Maggie lie. No, I've never either. But I thought it was an interesting question. I did. Hmm. Ooh, did you? Well, I met someone at work. Is his name Juan? His name is Juan. Why? Juan. <laughs> Beep. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It honestly worked. It worked. And you know what's funny? We had been together, I think, like already a year, and. <laughs> I had left and come back, and they were like, there were rumors that, oh, she came back because she was so jealous because people were hitting on him. <laughs> and I was like, we were together like way before that. Anyway, it was dumb. Mm. Anyway, yeah. That's, it wasn't hidden. It just wasn't advertised. You know, it was like none of anybody's business, you know? Right. So. Mm-hmm. You, Mom? <laughs> Did you ever hide a relationship? Okay. Let me tell you what my my baby girl <laughs> told my mama this hmm. weekend. This week. Oh. She told Nana, Uh-oh. you can have a boyfriend. Oh, <gasps> Because you can have two boyfriends at the same time. Holy <laughs> moly. <laughs> yeah. I know. She's five. Girl. She's like, I'm going to get or use who I have to use to get what I want. Estella knows I'm worth it. She likes to go... Chopping. Chopping. That's how she says it. Shopping. Time. 
That girl's crazy. I know. I like it. She's crazy and, and, and She's the smartest of, of she us is. all. She is. She really is. I can't really wait is. to see her as a team. In her mind, Feyre starts speaking to the spell that's holding her power down. She then tells Tamlin that she will return to the spring court with him if he lets her friends go. As she continues to speak to the spell, telling it it had no power over her, she feels its grip relax and vanish. When Tamlin lunged for Feyre, she winnowed away beyond his reach and into Rhysand's hands. Well, I thought about this. It was like, I didn't, I didn't put it in here, but like the king was so entertained with this. Like he was like <laughs> laughing and whatnot. Like he has no side but his own. So it's, it's right. quite funny. Yeah. No, he's like a total, like he probably was like a, a gossip girl like mm-hmm. follower for yeah. sure. For mm-hmm. sure. XOXO. Yeah. Yes. I never watched it. Are you freaking kidding me? No, I'm not. Get back on it. Get it on it. It's really good <laughs> and funny. And like, I love to watch the clothes that they wear and stuff. It's really nice. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, I miss Arnold the 2010s. Me, Arnold would be like, why are you watching these high school kids? I'm like, this is what they I wear. like watching it's, high school things. I, it takes me back in time. It's oh, a I don't want to go back there. It's the 2010s. I just like to watch what they wear because they have like, they're always wearing like fancy stuff. Yeah. And you know what? It was honestly, what's her name? That was my favorite. Like, I always saw her posted outfits. What's that Was it Lee Meester or Blake Lively? Leister. Leister. Yeah. The king laughs and tells Tamlin that his bride left him, only to find her mate. Tamlin is furious and looks to Rhysand, asking him what he had done to Feyre. All while this is going on, more and more soldiers enter the throne room. Feyre tells Tamlin she isn't going anywhere with him, how could he do this? Doesn't he know what the king plans on doing with the cauldron? Cauldron. Cauldron. You talk like a witch. The king makes the cauldron appear and... It's cauldron, okay? It's cauldron. It's cauldron. cauldron. It's cauldron. It's cauldron. It's cauldron. Okay. The king makes the cauldron <laughs> <laughs> appear and says he's going to do many things with it. She hears something tell her to kill him. Okay. Do, do you think when she's hearing all these voices, she's like going like this, like <laughs> twitching, twitching. twitching because there's these voices talking to her? Absolutely. She then feels the grip go around her power once again. Angrily, Feyre tells Tamlin if he takes her from her mate, she would destroy him and his entire court. The king says aloud that there will be no destruction. Bitch, watch. Anyway, and. At that moment, the four remaining mortal queens entered, followed by their personal guards, and the guards dragged in her sisters, gagged and bound. Our third bottle of the night is Stella Rosa Pineapple. Hmm? Chapter 65. Elaine, of course, was all cried out, her gag soaked in tears. Nesta was all wild-haired, having given the soldiers a fight during their capture. The king tells Rhysand that he made a mistake once he started looking for the book. He used his newly reborn friend, Jurian, as a liaison to the human realm. Jurian had helped the king convince the queens to aid him in his quest. Jurian had warned the queens of the High Lord of the Night Court's intention to get his hands on the book. He even discussed his tactics, speaking of love and goodness, but Jurian was privy to all the horrible things Rhysand had done under the mountain. 
The king goes on to say that he plans to work with the human world, not to invade the continent. The eldest queen asked him to prove the gift he mentioned. The king had promised eternal youth, a mortal who might reign forever. The youngest queen smiled too, thinking of what may be possible in working with the king. Only the two middle queens seem to hesitate. So would you want to live forever? If I was in Prithian, if I was a being in Prithian, maybe, yeah. I'd say no. Mm. I'm sure I'd get tired of crap. I mean, there would have to be a way that I would die. Well, I, then I that's would, not forever, girl. <laughs> well, no. I mean, I know, like, okay, so I, would, I wouldn't mind being Faye. Like, I had the potential to live forever, but with the ability to go the F away, you know? <laughs> I think we'd get bored. Yeah, I think so too. Same, Same thing over and, and over. And then, like, uh, you know, like right now, we're, we can't even keep up with people who are like, I don't know, 10 years younger than us. Can you imagine if somebody's at 100 years younger than you or like at old, you know, whatever? I think I could take like 500 years tops. Maybe. Oh, dang, girl. Yeah. <laughs> All the music gets changed and stuff, you know, but there's no more fiddle. It's like electronic. <laughs> anyway, the king tells Feyre he brought along her sisters after asking. Ianthi, who she'd appreciate having with her for eternity. Ugh. This seems to catch Tamlin off guard. Apparently, the king had painted a picture of a Prithian free of high lords, where the high priestesses might rule with grace and wisdom. Lucian realizes the bad that Ianthi had done and said aloud that she had sold out. Duh. Duh. Mm-hmm. The king states Anthe had told him the sisters were just as strong-willed as Farah and likely to survive the change the cauldron would give them. Cauldron. <laughs> cauldron. The, the king throws a blast of power to all in the night court. Rhysand covered Farah and Cassian shielded Azrael with his wings, which were shredded with this magic. Rhysand tries to work against the king, but he sends him to his knees with his powerful magic. And at that time, Tamlin runs to grab hold of Pharaoh, but she scares him off by throwing blades at him. <laughs> Anytime any of them would try to make a move against the king, he would work his magic on the ash arrow in Azrael. So they stop. Moore and Pharaoh are crouched around both Cassian and Azrael, trying to aid their wounds. The king commands they put the prettier girl, Elaine, in the cauldron first. He tells Rhysand and his friends that if anyone interferes, Azrael dies. Both Tammy and Lucian, Tammy and Lucy, command the king to stop, but of course, this is ignored. Tamlin tells the king that it wasn't part of the deal, but the king says, I don't care. (laughs) Both Tamlin and Lucian attempt to stop the king, but he uses his power to leash them, which I thought was a little bit funny. Like, they're little doggies. Aww. (laughs) Like the dogs that they are. Feyre begs the king to stop, stating that she's proof enough of what the cauldron is capable of. Jurian as well. The old queen calls Feyre a thief and liar and states she should have the same fate as the golden queen. Which is really sad because she had golden hair and they shaved it all off and it's not cool. (laughs) The soldiers dunk Elaine into the cauldron until her head is beneath the water. Nesta shouts and Cassian tries to lurch toward her, which of course causes him more pain. The cauldron tipped over and Elaine washed onto the stones. She sucked in a breath. When she rose, her pale skin started to glow. She became more beautiful and her <laughs> ears were now pointed. The young queen seems happy to see they could survive. The king then orders Nesta, the hellcat, to be put in. Cassian's hands twitched towards Nesta. 
I like how like, it shows like little pieces like how yes. Cassie loves, Matt loves her, but yes. he's trying to protect right. her. Mm-hmm. Somehow the leash is off of Lucian and he runs towards Elaine, giving her his jacket as her gown was now sheer with water. Nessa did not make it easy for the soldiers fighting every step of the way as they pushed her into the water. As if she would. Right. <laughs> Nesta freed one long arm and pointed at the king of Highburn, mm-hmm. a curse, a promise. The cauldron once again tilted, and Nesta was out, but different from Feyre. Feyre could feel some. Feyre could feel something, as if the cauldron had been forced to give more than it wanted. Nesta got to her feet and yelled at Lucian <laughs> to get off Elaine, and she tried to comfort her. But Elaine was staring over Nesta's shoulder at Lucian, and then he whispers, "You're my mate." Mm. Do you think Elaine can feel this pull to Lucian also? Yes. I think so, too, mm-hmm. so I don't understand her issue. Playing hard to get. Yeah, I don't yeah. like that. I want to punch her face in. I think she can feel <laughs> it, and I think it's weird for her mm. to feel it. That's, maybe that's why it's uncomfortable. Also, also, I just started listening to the graphic audio for the Silver Flames one, uh-huh. and it starts off right here where like, uh, Ness is being dunked in, and it shows how like she... Laugh. Like that wasn't in there, but she laughs at the king because he he actually looks scared when she like points at him. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what yeah. that part reminded me of? Mm. Practical Magic. The little girl when she gets mad, she's like pointing at. Mm. Oh yeah, she's yeah. like denouncing. Like yeah. it's yeah, it's like a spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I do like it, but I, I think that Elaine just needs to get over it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am excited because I think that the next Akatar book is gonna probably be centered around elaine but you know mm. we'll see mm-hmm. we'll see yeah so i think that i think elaine's issue is that she does not adapt well to change that's her deal true that's what that's i think her main thing it is does. that she cannot deal things happen you got you gotta yeah. like adapt any comments questions to these chapters that we've covered from you two or mom no, I know. No, I, I just think that it is interesting. It's like, it is a very awkward place to stop. I just right? want to keep on going. For real. Right? Anyway, any comments, questions related to these chapters or to the podcast as a whole can be sent to our email, 3windingwitches at gmail.com with the number 3. You can find us on our social media accounts on Instagram and TikTok at 3windingwitches. Send us any direct messages about you know, any of the content that you've heard from us. We appreciate any constructive criticism. Also, if you'd be willing to give us a five-star rating in any of the platforms that you listen to our podcast on, that would be very, very appreciated. Also, please note that we do frequently ask questions so that we can, you know, supply our podcast with answers to finding little questions that we ask. So that would be greatly appreciated as well. Until next time. See you later, witches. Toodles. (laughs) (laughs) Who let the dog in? Oh, my God. Well, there, the, okay, so. You watch your language. My mama's here.